don't feel alone. There is an opportunity for you to be heard and understood because there's many of us that are going through that. Don't be too hard on yourself. Turn that around. Appreciate that you are here experiencing what you're experiencing and know that you have the power to change. You're listening to the Thought Leaders Business Lab, the podcast for coaches, thought leaders and change makers who are ready to become the standout expert. If that's you, stay tuned because you're in the right place. I'm your host, Samantha Riley, and I want to help you build a successful business sharing your expertise, generate the impact and income you need to create your ideal lifestyle. It's time to make a difference and scale up. Are you ready? Let's enter the lab. Welcome back to the Thought Leaders Business Lab and welcome to today's episode. Before I jump into today's topic, I wanted to let you know that we are now offering episode companions alongside these podcast episodes. So our team is taking extensive notes during each episode for you to download. We've actually been doing it for all of 2021 and realized I hadn't actually let you know that we are providing these. So if you want to remember a past episode, maybe dive in, has some in-depth notes on some of the episodes so that you can keep them and refer back to them. You can grab those episode companions on the show notes page. Just go down underneath the timestamps and there's a link there that says download the episode companion uh, and definitely download those for each of those episodes where one of our team has taken extensive notes so you don't need to you can just sit back and enjoy the show all right let's dive into today's episode now today's episode we're talking about a topic that I don't believe is talked about enough it's a topic that I didn't understand or didn't even realize that this is the way that I was feeling. I didn't realize that my work was being affected for something that naturally happens to every woman and that's perimenopause and menopause. This isn't just for the women to hear, this is for the men too because we all do work together. Let's not put our head in the sand, let's talk about the way things change because I've read a study that 50% of women say that they find work difficult due to their symptoms of of menopause and 10% of women, that's huge, 10% of women stop working altogether because of their menopausal symptoms and many of them are in positions of leadership. Now this isn't just about hot flashes and you know feeling like you want to put your head in the refrigerator, it actually affects the way we work. It affects us in a physiological sense, a cognitive sense, and a psychological sense, which means that the way that we're showing up is slightly different than what we were, you know, in our 20s and 30s. We shouldn't be struggling from work. We're bring, at, at this age, we're bringing much expertise, life experience, and a, a mature perspective into the workplace that I feel is needed for us to have a diverse workplace. So I've invited uh, someone that's been helping me for the last six months, Kathy Carr, she's helped me to go from being extremely tired and really struggling in my business to feeling energized and being able to change my work days in a way that suits me and the way that my body now prefers to function. So let's dive into today's episode. Uh, let's open the conversation and let's keep the conversation going. This isn't something that we should be putting our heads in the sand about. So let's jump into today's episode. 
Welcome to the Thought Leaders Business Lab, Kathy. It's great to have you joining me today. Thank you, Sam. It's lovely to be here. What a pleasure. I know. I'm very excited. You're a very special person in my life. I spend a lot of time with you every week as my personal trainer and trainer in all things health, nutrition and life. And I wanted to get you onto the show today to talk about something that I know is a a subject that's not talked about very much and that's about women our age that are maybe going through perimenopause or menopause and I think I shared with you just before we started to record that I was chatting with one of my clients only about it was about a year ago and um, I was telling her something about how you know I struggled to work in the afternoon I was you know really tired I was you know, for someone that's been in business all my life, it was really frustrating me that I just couldn't get my my thoughts together in, in the afternoon. And she said, oh my goodness, that's how I feel too. And she started saying, do you feel like this? And do you have this? And I'm like, oh my goodness, it's not just me. It's actually a thing. And from that conversation now, I've talked about it with more and more and more women and realized that we're all going through this it's not a it's not a a one person thing but we're not opening up the conversation around what i now believe is a very special time in our life so i've actually you've helped me to really flip the switch to i hate this this is so not fair to actually we're you know we are lucky to be going through this because it can be really quite an empowering experience what brought you to working with women at this time of their life going through it myself approaching this phase and i think also going through you know menstruation when i started menstruation i looked back at my mother because I remember my mother used to go into the bathroom. She would never discuss menstruation or cramping PMS or any of the hormonal changes. Probably she didn't know herself. You know, there was no discussion around it. And then going through different hormonal changes and just those phases of my own life, then hitting perimenopause uh, and seeing so many women and talking to women that weren't feeling comfortable about discussing it I thought, well, this is where I'm at at the moment and I really want to allow women to come together to feel comfortable to express what they're feeling, um, that they're not alone, that they have an ability to be heard and understood because, you know, every woman goes through it differently mm-hmm. but and we do reach it. It just depends on the state of our health really, on the effects or the extent of those symptoms of perimenopause and menopause. Mm, totally. And and I love that we're having this conversation because I remember you telling me a story about going to buy a pair of shoes and the little 20-something with the ponytail bounded up and immediately got served and you're like, what, am I invisible? <laughs> <laughs> yes. You know, and it's those little things too because I'm like, oh, and it was a male actually. It was a male um shop assistant and the little young person or the yeah the tweeny or the teeny came in um before me and yeah I was completely invisible I was like wow have I got to that point in my life that I'm invisible Mm. and and that's a really um big thing as well because I think when that happens or we feel we're invisible and we get to a point where our kids are growing up as well that they 
may not rely on us or need us to do everything for mm-hmm. them or not everything, but you know what I mean? Oh, yeah, they'll still come after us for money. but <laughs> Exactly, exactly. <laughs> but it's, you know, a lot of women I find that get to a point, it's like, oh, what now? Mm-hmm. You know, they, they can feel lost and I think that's all part of this midlife. So not only the perimenopause, menopause, but I think it's midlife. And midlife, you know, it's not 50 it could be 30 it could be 35 mm. you know so and and women as young as 30 35 can have perimenopausal symptoms so mm. i think it's a huge topic and yeah definitely one that needs um to have an open discussion for women to feel comfortable and to laugh about it you know absolutely you and, you and i get a little bit of a hot fuss and we laugh you know yeah yeah Ooh, yeah we get frustrated and, and laugh but yeah. <laughs> But it's only temporary and I think, as you said, when when you said it can be really empowering, Mm -hmm. I think so too because it makes you get in touch with your body. Absolutely. And that is why I've brought you on today because you have, you know, and there is something I do want to cover before we jump into the topic because I also think, and this doesn't apply to just your health, as experts, we can feel shame and guilt around not having everything together. And this is also a conversation you and I have had that sometimes we don't feel like we're not good enough because we don't have it together. And for me, I struggled with this so much on my own. And I guess it's why I didn't talk about it for so long because you and I actually met because we were in the same industry. So I was in the health and wellness industry for a little while. And then you know, going through this and having all of these changes happen and having all these things happen in my body and thinking, I should know better. I should know how to deal with this. I should, I should, I should. And this isn't just about me. This is about all of us realizing that we're human. Mm -hmm. We all don't have it together. We're all just doing the best we can with the resources we have at the time. And that to, to be vulnerable and to share our stories actually empowers and inspires other people and also allows us to get the help we need because none of us have it together and I certainly do not. <laughs> I so agree with that because, you know, I have those moments and, you know, I was speaking to another client who is a, a quite well-known health professional and, you know, she has the moments as well. Mm-hmm. You know, we are all human and, you know, this is very, it's real, um, but I think, yeah, it's really important that we talk about it, that we get to understand what's taking place in the body. And this is all new. It can be really new and it can create some confusion and some stress. What's wrong with me? What's happening to me? You know, I feel so alone. I'm just, you know, going to curl up in an ice in, in the fridge. Yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> <laughs> totally. Um but it's, you know, you're not alone. And I that's why I keep thinking about my mum, you know, she she didn't talk about it. In those days, things like that were taboo. You know, I've still got friends today that, you know, I was just mentioning um, before we got on that, you know, we went to a lunch with a friend and she had a glass of wine. And I can tell you, ladies, alcohol is the worst thing for you mm-hmm. to do when you're in this phase. But she was having a glass of wine and I just watched the heat rise. It was like the gauge you know, the, the elevation of the heat, the glow and the oh, redness, yeah. and she was oblivious to it. Wow. So I think that's, this is why I'm doing what I'm doing. Yeah, this, you I know, love it. To create more awareness as well. Totally, totally. So let's talk about, you talk about the grassroots. Can you tell us what you mean about grassroots? Well, kind of 
two branches, if you mm-hmm. will. <laughs> Coming from the roots. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, a feed off of, of the roots, yeah. So the first roots, when I say the grassroots, is getting to the root, you know, getting to the root cause. You know, why am I having this headache, for example? Is it a deficiency of aspirin or antihistamine? No. Why am I having the headache? So it's getting to the root cause rather than masking it with a Band-Aid approach. So you just address the symptom then and you don't get to the cause. That's one. Mm -hmm. And then the second one is our ancestral roots. Where do you come from? If you come from, you know, Indonesia, for example, what Mm -hmm. kind of foods would be given to you? What would you be eating? Would you be eating a lot of meat? Would you be eating a lot of vegetables or vegetation and berries or um, seafood? You know, it's. I think it's really important. We've lost that connection of where mm. we are really from because there are so many diets and, you know, things that work for this and that and the keto and there's no wonder that there's so much confusion out there. So, you know, just to make it simple, where did you come from? Mm. Mm. What did your great-grandparents eat? I think this is really important because like you said, there's a lot of diets out there and people can have, you know, go into keto and it can change their life. They can get lots of energy, you know, they can lose a lot of weight. And, and instead of saying, Hey, this is working for me, what they're doing is sharing the message of, Hey, everyone should be eating like this. It's changed my life. I've done keto. Didn't, I, I didn't feel great on it. I, I didn't, I didn't really like it. You know, there's, all sorts of weird and wonderful ways to eat out there and we can get easily caught up with oh my goodness that person you know looks amazing or they you can see they're really energized let me give that a try but you're saying no go back to your ancestral roots and have a look to see how they would be eating so you know, even you could even have a. I'm guessing like there's people in your household, like as a husband and wife, who actually could eat very, very differently. Very differently. You know, I'm in a house full of Irish men. Yeah. <laughs> and you know, I, I, potatoes, take, I tip my hat at you. <laughs> <laughs> and potatoes don't go astray. Yep. You know, but it's also understanding. You know, their primal pattern or our primal pattern type. Which what I mean by that is understanding whether we're more a slow or fast oxidizer or a mixed oxidizer, breaking down those foods to increase our metabolism. So, yeah, you can have a family that's very, very different. You know, when my boys were younger, we had, you know, myself and one son, we would tend to have more vegetables, even though you have the meats, the sorry, the protein, fats and carbohydrates on your plate, we would tend to more of the carbohydrates on ours and whereas my husband, my other son, they're all a protein and fat, you Mm. know, but my other son has changed and you can change. Like that's why, you know, this one size fits all, as you were saying, the keto didn't work for you. It could be amazing for for someone else, but Mm -hmm. you don't have the same physiology as that person. Mm -hmm. And I think, as you said, you know, we compare, oh, my gosh, she looks amazing. I want what she has. Yeah, yeah. You know, so... And it can lead to a whole sorts a spiral of symptoms in the body. Yeah, absolutely. So how would you suggest that someone starts to really get an understanding of the kind of food that works well for them and the kind of food that doesn't? 
first go back to where you came from, what were your parents or grandparents eating? And this is, you know, before all of the, you know, sprays and everything came in. You know, there was they were having um, organic farms anyway. It was not until, um, don't quote me, it was in the 1950s that when the um, commercial sprays started coming on. So having a food... Definitely from nature first, mm-hmm. you know, because if you go to your mac and cheese, that's been denatured. Your body's, you know, you may be numb to the response of that food, but let's just make it simple and get back to what nature has provided you, for us rather. And then once you eat something, say you have, um, you know, you have a banana for breakfast and you just have a banana for breakfast. So an hour after I would ask you, you know, how are you feeling with that banana do you feel satisfied how's your mood Mm. how's how's your mental clarity can you think straight Mm -hmm. you know or are you and that depends so whatever you have in the morning and throughout the day can um I guess tell what you're going to be or you'll have a different response in the afternoon from what you ate during the day yeah I I know that um I'll share a story that that you found quite amusing. I went out for lunch with a, a friend a few weeks ago and just to my ancestral roots are actually Ireland, Scotland. Like I've got Viking. I'm I'm a Viking in my past past life many many moons ago. So, um you know, a straight out vegetarian diet is not, I don't do well on that. Anyway, I went out with a friend and I was looking through the menu and there was this amazing vegan um, salad bowl. It, it, like, it was really yummy. So I ordered that, made the major mistake of not saying, can you please add chicken to that? <laughs> and I was a write off that afternoon. I actually couldn't work. I was so tired. But I think that probably a few years ago before I was aware of this I wouldn't have even noticed it I actually would have just been like I'm tired and not thought about it but because I was used to through working with you paying attention after everything I ate how do I feel what is my mood you know can I think clearly how you know do I feel sleepy do I feel energized because I'm so used to doing this now I knew straight away oh epic failure on the food choice today Sam yeah, and I think that's the biggest gap is getting people to from that numb state, and I mean that in the nicest possible way because, you know, you don't know what you don't know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, so getting from that numb feeling to that intuition or that intuitive eating that is going to enhance their well-being, and, you know, it's always a trial and error. And as I mentioned before, our hormonal profile, our physiological profile changes all the time so you know you're probably not eating how you did when you were 20 you know because I look at my son and his girlfriend they eat everything I know and I'm like that's gonna it's gonna <laughs> come it and will bite catch you. Up you with you one day <laughs> but you know at 18 you just you know you know you don't think about that but at this at this age when we're feeling that numbness I think it's really important to start to listen to the body because the body never lies mm. and what and food is our fuel you know this vehicle that we are living in or that we are um treat it like a ferrari mm. you you love cars sam i do love cars <laughs> and this particular saying 
I don't know who said it, but it was at one of our conferences. So I guess it came from Paul, Paul Check, maybe from, from your husband, Donal. I don't know. But he's like, would you put unleaded in a Ferrari? And it was like, because I love cars, I'm like, hmm, got it. <laughs> <laughs> Yes, yes. They but they both have an amazing way of uh, connecting, yeah, with the audience. But yeah, it is. It is a vehicle. You know, we've been in it for a long time, and hopefully, we'll be in it for a lot longer. Mm. And you know, exactly that. You know, are you going to feed it unleaded fuel, for example? <laughs> no. Are you going? Well, you know, it's even going into um, the things that we're putting in this on our skin. You know, a lot of them mm. are based from petroleum. You know, we're putting petrol. Basically, we are putting petrol on our bodies. Mm. So, you know, that was going off on a tangent. But, yeah, it's it's a beautiful vehicle and we need to treat it accordingly. And, yeah, putting in the right source of fuel so we can function at our optimum. Mm. And then when we're functioning at our optimum, we can still continue to work and do the things that we want to do, right? Absolutely. Because here's the thing. I think... I see people, and I'm not talking about women here, and we've probably turned off every male already, I don't know, but people at this time, at this midlife, we things change for us. We've been through these years of working hard. It's like, I talk about it like we've done this apprenticeship in our work. We've got to this point where we're, we're true experts now. We've, we, we know the things that we know. We're, we're experts. We still don't think we know enough. This is the interesting thing about the people our age. Oh, now I know all of that. I know how much I don't know. Um, and we want to move forward and do something with real purpose and, and something of impact, really thinking more about that, that legacy piece or that piece, you know, it, it's time now. It's time to do that thing that really matters. So it's not the time to back off. It's the time to look after our health so that we can do that, be energised to move forward and be able to create that real um, purpose and legacy that that we really have been pushing down for so many years. Yeah, absolutely. I think um, I remember personally, you know, when I got to 50, I thought, yeah, what now? Because you start to think about the rest of your life, retirement, and I know I do, um, you know, and seeing, you know, I've lost both my parents and, you know, you don't want to go through what they have and you, well, for me, I want to prevent Alzheimer's, for example, mm -hmm. neuralgia, mm. we start to think about those sorts of things. And for me, when I was 50, because my sons were at the point where they didn't really rely on me as much for, you know, dropping them to school or making lunches, hallelujah, I don't have to make lunches. <laughs> <laughs> um, but it was at that point, I'm like, well, what do I do now? What what about me? It's time for me, as you said, to step up or mm. it's time for me to shine. It's time for me to do me. Yeah, absolutely. But there's a lot of women that will ret retreat because mm. of the way they're feeling. I mm -hmm. need to hide. I'm insignificant like me going into the shoe store. Mm. They, they start to own that. Yeah, yeah. And, you know, I think it's such a beautiful time of our life, you know, that I think we can be so strong and powerful, but, yeah, we have this self-doubt because of all the stuff that's coming into or taking place in our system. Mm. When we, when we have, um, go through the perimenopause, you know, our brain starts to shrink and, you know, hormones change, our estrogen and progesterone changes. So we're feeling really out of whack. 
absolutely uh, here here <laughs> it's it yeah it can it can be a real um a real shock because I, I don't know I don't know for you but for me it happened really quickly I was just like what what is happening to me like what yesterday I felt okay today I don't today I feel really weird <laughs> and and it can affect our business, it can affect our jobs, our work, um, and lots of other things, relationships and families. And being able to understand these things and start to listen to our body can can make such a difference. Yeah, totally, totally. And that's, yeah, it was um, interesting you said that because I had a client this week come in and she said, all of a sudden I've just started getting really hot. <laughs> you know, it's this action that the hands uh-huh, rising, uh-huh. you know, or the fanning of the fingers, like the spirit fingers on the face, you know. <laughs> um, <laughs> and she said, oh, my gosh, what's happening? And I said, well, you know, when was the last period you had? And she goes, oh, my gosh, it's been so erratic. And I'm like, well, darling, you know, welcome. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> welcome but, to the club. <laughs> but it doesn't have to be doom and gloom. You know, let's look at things that we can help our system that we don't have to suffer or feel that suffering. You know, it's balancing our hormones. And, you know, as I said before, you know, the changes take place all the time. You know, one day that you might feel like eating something completely different to the next because of your energy levels. It's Mm -hmm. that listening to your body, listening to what my body needs right now, not what I think I need, but Mm. really dropping in and listening. Mm, mm. not listening to the brain that's going what I really feel like is a cheeseburger <laughs> listening to it body. oh my goodness the look on your face for anyone that's listening like I said Kathy's my personal trainer and she just looked very very <laughs> scared it's okay I'm not gonna eat a cheeseburger uh, look, you know a cheeseburger's okay as long as it's not from a fast food outlet you can, <laughs> you can make your own I'm sure it would be really tasty Oh, yeah, and we both know that I was not referring to that. Right, yes, I know. (laughs) Uh, So on that, let's move into what happens with our bodies, the way they look at this time. I know that I was kind of a little bit lucky that I went through or I started to go through this phase at the start of COVID. So my yoga pants were became a staple, which made it so much easier. I'm almost not looking forward to, to all of these bands being lifted where I have to put on my, my normal suit if I'm going to go speak on stage again. There's a lot of us that are going through these physical issues. Apart from, you know, we talked about the food, there's so much more than just what we eat to do with this isn't there can you tell us some of the other things you know that well a what is happening in our bodies that make us put on more weight at this time and what we need to change in our day-to-day life that we would have done say 10 20 years ago stress stress makes the pants tight and stress comes in many forms it's not just our mental stress, you know, when you have a confrontation with someone or you have a disagreement or an event takes place or something startles you. It's it's not just that. It's the other stressors. So, you know, food can be a stress if you're not eating the right food that we've mentioned, but it's also, um, you know, stimulants that can cause stress in the body, such as wine and coffee and any commercial drugs 
also the lack of sleep and you know if, if there's any of your female listeners they're going you probably put their hand up going oh my gosh sleep I just want to sleep mm. so you know if you're not sleeping that's a huge stress and we all know what it feels like when we haven't had much sleep in the morning and we have to have a long day at work you know it's really it can be really hard to concentrate mm. hydration is a huge one as well so, you know no we are not drinking enough clean water to hydrate the cells and i think that's a really big one for everyone no matter what phase of life you're in you know mm-hmm. we need water water is life um, can i just jump in there what do you mean by clean water clean water so the water that comes out of the tap is um, filled with fluoride and chlorine and it basically has a lot of the I'm going to say dregs of everyone's medicines because the water isn't just pumped out from the Sydney water and it's just once it's actually um, recycled so you you know you're drinking everyone's medication also so clean water you put filter those heavy metals out of the water. So with either um, reverse osmosis or a really good filtration, other filtration system. Then we have to put um, salt in or something to remineralize the water so it does hydrate. So that's what I mean, clean water, drinking clean water. And, you know, people think that the water from the tap is fine. You know, there has been, there's lead traces in some of the um, old pipes, you know, mm-hmm, that's still mm-hmm. round in not just Australia, I'm sure we're um, in the States, the UK, wherever your listeners are listening in from. So that's what clean water is. And it needs to have a good dissolved solids in the water for you to get hydrated. Otherwise, mm-hmm. you're just drinking naked water and you'll you'll pee a lot. <laughs> exactly. So sorry to jump in there. I wanted to make sure that we covered off that. That's so you, okay. were, t- you were talking about uh, sleep uh, the, the hydration, the, you mentioned the food. Uh, oh, these were all the stresses. The stresses, that's right. And there's environmental stress, you know, and we there may be a lot of things in our environment that we can't control, but there's definitely a lot that we can control in our homes, in our offices, if you are still going into the office, um, you know, in our, in our personal care, in our skin care, everything that we put on our skin, you know, the cookware that we use, these can all be the stresses, the materials, the ingredients, whether, you know, they're toxic, these all add up in our body. So our body doesn't understand what stress is coming in. You know, um, thermal stress is another one, and we experience that in this in this age, right? Mm-hmm. So you might get really, you know, you might not like going to equatorial regions because you just can't stand the humidity or you might hate the cold, but, you know, because it creates a stress in the body. So if you're not balanced, then, you know, we can balance that out so you can release that stress. So when the body is stressed, it doesn't recognise, oh, that's coming from the environmental stressor. That's coming from smashing myself too much to have the physical stress. It just recognises that we are stressed and it will dump. It will dump. When we're stressed, we're usually in a fight or flight state and we're in a fight or flight state, the body wants to protect itself. So it will hold on its energy reserves can be um, body fat rather than just the muscle. So mm. that's a little bit into why stress makes our pants tight and the stresses. 
I'd love to talk about one other stressor that you didn't mention there. And I know that this is uh, something that's flipped my thinking as well is the way that we exercise because I know that the way that we are exercise, I say we because you tell me what to do <laughs> in the gym. <laughs> we, you tell, I do. Um, <laughs> it's a we. It is a definitely it, it is a we. Definitely a we. <laughs> um, you, the way that we're exercising now is very different to the way I trained, you know, 10 years ago and that, that I hadn't realised that if I trained the way that I did 10 years ago, which was actually really fine for me at that stage of my life, if I train like that now, it would actually be a stressor. So can you talk a little bit about that? So before I do, can I flip and ask you a question? Absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> How were you training 10 years ago? Can you really let hardcore, us... really like just absolutely 100%, um, lots of cardio, lots of weights, but it was... Um, the intensity was a lot, lot, lot higher than what we're training now. Yes, absolutely. And that is something that I see a lot of. And I believe it's one that I think I did a little story on that said uh, sparked your interest a little further. Wasn't mm -hmm. that right, Sam? Mm -hmm. That um, is absolutely right. So when we are exerting that much, as I said, when the body is stressed, it doesn't recognise what stressor is causing us to feel this way. So if we keep smashing ourselves in the gym, and it's when I say smash ourselves, it's that kind of training that you just mentioned. There's, It's all expending. It's all outward energy. We're outputting, but we're not cultivating any of the energy. And when we're feeling fatigued, you know, I'm sure that you've had the trainer. I, know, I don't know if I was. I may have been that trainer, you know, drop and give me 20. Oh, but I'm really tired and I've got this sore shoulder. No pain, no gain. I definitely wasn't the no pain, no gain. But it's that ignorance and this is no disrespect to personal trainers because, again, you only know what you know. Exactly. Um, and we're all doing the best we can. But it's I. that's why I coach everyone to understand and listen to their body. So if you're feeling fatigued, Yes, a physical stress, a physical exercise might be great. It might be, it will increase your endorphins. You get those feel good um, endorphins. It'll increase your energy. But then two hours later, you could crash and burn. Or there's a classic one that people, when they start exercising that way, is they might be sore for a week. Mm. And that's just not, that's not a good way to train the body. That's catabolizing. That can cause destruction in the tissues the recovery obviously isn't there so when yeah when you're stressed a physical stress can actually be the tipping point if you're training in the description that you just mentioned that high intensity high frequency you know it can be the tipping point that creates an illness mm -hmm. or, a or even a disease mm. I can certainly f for those that don't understand what this feels like a year ago, I would go to the gym on Saturday morning and I would literally be on the couch for the rest of the day. That is how much it affected me. Now, I know you're looking at me like, are you kidding me? But I did. <laughs> because, because in my head, I was like, 
the story I was telling myself was you're tired because you're not fit enough, because you're putting on weight, because you're lazy. These are all the stories that I had going on in my head. So what I was doing was every week I was training harder and harder and harder. I would literally walk in at 9.30 on a Saturday morning after I trained, I would lie on my balcony and sometimes I would wake up and it was like two o'clock in the afternoon. I was absolutely, <laughs> I know, but now, and I want people to understand this because I honestly thought I was doing the right thing. I thought that I was doing what I needed to do to get out of it. What I was actually doing was making it worse. Now, when I train with you, I actually am energized in the afternoon. Now, I'm not saying that I don't walk out of the gym thinking, oh my goodness, I'm actually really tired because I do, because we've worked. But I, I, I am never, ever, ever in that position where I have no energy. And a lot of afternoons, once I've come home, had something to eat, I feel like, wow, I've got lots of energy. I'm ready to go again. And that's, and that's, um, a really that was a big shift for me and I want other people to hear that story because it might help them for where they're at right now yeah such a big one and um it's also understanding the female hormonal profile we are equal to you gentlemen but we are not the same mm -hmm. I like it um and that's from Paul Check, my mentor our mentor our um you know the person who we learnt off all those mm -hmm. many years ago yeah, it's understanding where the female is at. So, you know, if a female is menstruating, we need to ask, are you menstruating or where are you on your menstrual cycle right now? You know, because I can't train you to the degree that I'd like to if you're menstruating because there's laxity. All the energy is going into that zone right down mm -hmm. in through the uterus, right? So all the core will be shut off. And this is the thing that I think is really missing in the industry is because we aren't really identifying what's going on with the client and definitely with females yeah the hormonal profile is very different and even when a period is finished the hormones you know all the estrogen progesterone testosterone which is a little lack lacking can also put us into another hormonal shift you know so if you're fatigued and tired and you know you don't have your menstruation i'll give you maybe a short burst of a workout rather than an hour which most personal training sessions are and i feel that that's probably why you were on the balcony till two o'clock is that you did a solid hour of high intensity mm -hmm. and i think it's always you know i've been listening to a few um conversations with personal trainers and their main thing is all about motivation mm -hmm. So sure, you can, you know, be encouraged, come on, you can do it, just pump out 20 more. But that, again, could be the catalyst of that person being prone to that balcony in the afternoon. <laughs> do you know yeah. what I mean? Do, am I making sense? It makes sense to me. It definitely makes sense to me. The reason that I brought you on today, Kathy, is because you have changed my life so much in the last six months and it has helped not just me to feel great, like, that the outcome is that I have an amazing relationship with my husband. The outcome is that I have a business that is fully functioning and I'm fully functioning in it because now I can flip my day around to get what I need. And I wanted to share this story because I know that there's going to be other people out there 
that are going through this as well and maybe having the 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 time on the balcony or maybe feeling shame and guilt and frustration for putting on weight or for being tired for you know feeling like they can't work through the afternoon and i know that you have an online workshop coming up next week i'd love you to share a little bit more about that i absolutely would love to and just before i do um if i can just recommend to your listeners if you are feeling that way what sam was just um describing that you feel that you have to go to the gym and you go and have to go and i say smash and bash it's just a, it's, bash. it's just it's just a term that i've um i guess i've accumulated over the years all i suggest is move in a way that makes you feel good it doesn't have to be in the gym if it means dancing around in your kitchen putting some loud music on do that do it for 10 minutes to start, you know, if, if you're just starting out. But I think one of the most important thing is, is to do something that you love and that's in every phases of life, isn't it, all areas of life. But with the movement, just do something that you enjoy and then it isn't a real task and that you mm. go, oh, yeah, I'll do it tomorrow. Mm-hmm. So with my webinar next week, it's how to get your mojo back. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, because Sam, I think what you've achieved is worth celebrating. And I would love to see, I'm, you know, I think we all need to have our, our mojo. What does that mean? Our mojo is, for me, is when we're feeling confident in our skin, when we feel that we've got a little more tone around. It doesn't mean that we have to be a certain size or a certain weight, but we're feeling good within ourselves. We have, you know, we're sleeping better. We understand the foods that create that energy that create gives us that vitality we're having good relationships as you mentioned and yeah our libido is back (laughs) yes (laughs) you started it (laughs) have those rose petals So, yes, yeah, so the webinar I will be just discussing, you know, what we've a little bit more in depth what we have been talking to you, to each other about today. So we're talking about, you know, flipping the fatigue a little bit more into the grassroots and the stresses and how you can get your mojo back. And what's the URL that people can go to to register for that workshop? I'll tell you, it's kathycarcoaching.com forward slash webinar. <laughs> <laughs> I have it written down. Ah, <laughs> uh, oh, so, thank you. So, I, as I will, as always, I'll put those links in the comments. Uh, but I thoroughly, thoroughly recommend that if you are nodding your have nodded your head at anything that we've spoken about today, that you do head along and catch Kathy talking about that because, like I said, it's absolutely flipped my life in all of the good ways. Plus. The mojo thing, it's good. Now we now instead of thinking about I'm having a hot flush, we can think about jazz hands. It's so much more fun. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Love it. Kathy, what's the one thing that you'd like to leave our listeners with today? I would like to say that don't feel alone. There is an opportunity for you to be heard and understood because there's many of us that are going through that, the symptoms that you might be experiencing. Don't be too hard on yourself. Turn that around. Appreciate that you are here 
experiencing what you're experiencing and know that you have the power to change and be anything you want to be. I love it. Kathy, thank you so much for joining me in the lab today. I so appreciate you and I look forward to your workshop next week. Thank you so much for having me. It's been a pleasure. Today's episode may be over, but let's continue the conversation. Head on over to the Thought Leaders Business Lab community on Facebook and connect with other entrepreneurs who are building and scaling their business too. See you next time in the Thought Leaders Business Lab.